Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Unprofessional. I am Dave Wiskus. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Lex Friedman. Oh, we're good friends now. That's exciting. Yeah, I love you, man. I love you, too. And today, our special guest is Dan Morin. I feel touched to have witnessed that. It just tugged at the heartstrings. Yeah, this is going to be a good show. I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling it. It's good. Dan, tell the people who you are. I mean, everybody on, who listens to this show knows who Dave and I are, but not everybody knows who you are. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm not sure what that's are you saying? true. You're saying I'm not, I'm not well known? You got to tell I'm well, me. I'll have you know, I am very well known in certain circles, those circles mostly including like my mom. <laughs> it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm well known by the same circles. That's, you know, don't think I don't know. I'm, we'll have words, Friedman, later. Um, yeah, me. He's huge in I'm, Germany. Yeah, son of a... Um, I am a senior editor at Macworld, which, if you're keeping track, means I outrank Lex. So nice. I just want to say that 67% of the people on today's episode of Unprofessional work for Macworld. We're That's a pretty good rep. Yeah. I did that math right in my head, everybody. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a wonder you're still alive. I'm not um, sure it's entirely correct, but I don't, I'm not good at math. I don't math for a living. Does anybody really? My sister does, actually. Apparently, there's more than one type of math. Did you guys know that? There's like, fuzzy math. There's a tip calculation. Bad math. Imaginary numbers. You know, I, I I remember when I was a kid, I had this book of Calvin and I don't know how to pronounce the second name. Hobbes? Hobbes. Hobbes. How do you Hobbes. not know that? Because I've heard people tell me that I say it wrong. But so I, I had this Calvin and Hobbes book where he's talking about imaginary numbers with Hobbes and he... He says, you know, imaginary numbers like 11, and so for years after that, for way too long, <laughs> until I learned about what imaginary numbers were in, I don't know, high school, junior high school, I was, I had no reason to doubt it. I thought that imaginary numbers were like 11. That like blew my mind. I had some crazy math teachers in high school, including one who insisted on pronouncing the word rectangle, reptangle. Rectangle? And, yeah, reptangle. Also, she said... uh Algebra- algebraically um and what was the other one acetote that's my favorite you know when you get really close to a line but you never quite touch that line yeah that's an acetote i had an english teacher who always said ironical which i guess isn't really wrong but it, it feels wrong it's annoying it's annoying no, i'll give it. that to you i don't like it at all no i agree i had this one math teacher who would give us spelling tests in the math class like you had to know how to spell what? theorem is it like is that like the like that person really wanted to be like a spelling teacher but never quite made the cut math was That's always a dick move i think unsurprisingly enough my worst subject and yeah um, i don't know like you had a, like the spelling test was the one place where i could thrive you know like theorem yes nailed it uh like tangent <laughs> yes secant i can spell secant i got that one down um and then there was i can't i think it was actually theorem where there that was the word on the quiz one time and i spelled it wrong and it was written on the board which she pointed out to everybody afterwards she said only one person spelled theorem wrong and it was lex and it was here on the board the whole time wow publicly shamed oh, wow. See, that's too bad i thought that story was going in a different direction direction which was sort of the the left-handed compliment of lex is the best speller in math class <laughs> i would have expected that that it would have gone in the direction of lex being confused about what math was and then later on like college or something he's like yeah <laughs> Oh, a beautiful mind style spelling words on a, on a window somewhere. And he has imaginary friends. I'll tell you, Spo- this is true. Word. Sorry. The, the class I did, the, the math class I did best in was my senior year. I did AP statistics and I felt like statistics was the statistics English of math. Awesome. Right. I so, took statistics in college. That was the only math class aside from one CS class, which apparently counted as a math class. <laughs> um, 
I took I took stats and I actually thought it was probably the most useful math that I ever learned. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that they should really make mandatory in high school because everybody encounters statistics every day. And like at least 87 percent of people. And I think that's about half. But, you know, um, my year, I think of high school, my senior year was the first year they had the AP stats exam. If it wasn't the first year that they ever had, it, it was the first year that my school had it. But I think it was the first one ever. And afterwards you know they you know how they make those books those those teaching guides where they take answers from people's ap tests that have been submitted and use them as teaching guides for the following year so they took some of my two of my answers and used them in that book the following year which my teacher knew because i told him that in all of my answers i worked in words like complex and i made the lex in much larger letters than the rest of the words so that he could recognize <laughs> it later that sounds like something you would do and, it does and i did when I was in uh, when I was in college, I took a class on uh, introduction to Christianity. Was that math heavy? Yeah, it's really there's a lot of math. Lot well, of there's there's, the... there's like the three Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and they're one. So that's 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 an imaginary number, I think. I think it is. Let's count to six thousand. The number of years the Earth is old. <laughs> I wrote uh, I wrote hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. Did you really write that? <laughs> I did really write that on the back of my Christianity test. <laughs> you really are very very nerdy. Lex yeah, doesn't hey, get that's that. That's a surprise when you say it that way. Lex doesn't get that reference. Also, did you say ancient? Ancient. 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 ancient? How do you say it? Ancient. 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 You're what pronouncing the seat. You're pronouncing a letter twice. Ancient. Ancient. I don't know how to do it with that once. I, I don't do you, like. I don't like the, the first vowel sound me. you have. You have it sound like a, ah, and I say it like a. Ancient. I said this, ancient. Ar, this exact argument ended a relationship for me. <laughs> <laughs> Was it this relationship? Because I'm going to hang up. And We're divorced. <laughs> All right, so I wasn't the right kind of nerd in high school. I didn't get into math. I didn't get into any of that stuff. I wish I had. I would, I'd be a lot smarter. Neither was I. I was not, I was not a math. Oh, I, no. I was pretty bad at math. I got, a, I got like a D minus in math one semester, which I think is the lowest grade I've ever gotten in a, like a, for a class. I would have gotten a cake for that. <laughs> I, I got a C in Mr. Messer's math class, I think in 10th grade at one quarter. And my dad was so mad. And he's like, you're going to do tutoring and you're going to stay after school each day and meet with Mr. Messer to go over the numbers. So I was doing all that. And then the next quarter, after all that effort, I got a C. And <laughs> my dad's like, how is it possible that you got another C? And I said, oh, well, in Mr. Messer's class, he keeps your grade at wherever you started the quarter. And so even though I did much better this quarter, um, I still ended the seat. It was all bullshit. And the thing I, I tried to explain how the averages worked out and how it had happened. And my dad, who was also very bad at math, totally bought it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my, my dad used to my dad used to bribe me or try to bribe me to get to get better grades. And it was like because I got like a B in like Latin or something like that. <laughs> it's like that was apparently below the below the pale there. Um, but math class, it was funny, in eighth grade math class, I remember um, the only time I think I ever got caught for reading during a class was in eighth grade math class. Um, and I got my book confiscated. What was um, the book? Um, <laughs> uh, might have been uh, like a complete guide to the Star Wars universe. I don't know. It's something like <laughs> Nice. So you were a nerd from a young age. Uh, I mean, I think you could probably make a strong argument for me being a nerd from birth. Do you, but the right kind of nerd if you're reading Star Wars books. I mean, I'm some kind of nerd. Do you have a sense of when you started to self-identify, maybe with pride, maybe not, as kind of a nerdier guy? Like, do you we need a nerd pride parade. <laughs> wow. That's, that's forward thinking. Mm. 
Uh, I don't think we had anything like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, I think I self-identified at the point where I was in, you know, elementary school and I was getting, like, beat up. <laughs> that probably was my first clue. <laughs> that's not really self-identification. Did yeah, you really get beat up? Fair point. Like, actually beat up? I never got, like, I don't think I ever got physically, like, hit or anything like that. Although I have been in a couple, like, tussles. Um, you look like a scrapper. I, I, you know, I don't corner me is all I say. Um, <laughs> but I definitely got into, like... I was like tormented, right? Like, like psychologically abused to a certain extent, not like hugely, but like in the same way, like kids, you know, right. where I was sort of made fun of a lot. Um, and I think, you know, there was a, at that point you get sort of a delineation of, well, there's us and there's them <laughs> and the them are the people who are doing the tormenting and the us are the people who are being tormented. But I would say, I'm trying to think. Um, How do you feel? Well, I mean, this is really what I'm getting at. How did they know you were a nerd? Was it because you were one of the smartest guys in the class? Or was it like you always had Star Wars? I don't know. I mean, I, I, went, to a, I went to a school district that was like surprising. It's like it's at times has been ranked the best like public school district in the entire country. Um, and so there are a lot of smart kids that I went to school with. So I was never more than like average, I think, to a certain extent. But I always... I always was reading like from a very young age. I always had my nose in a book like anytime there was free time. I did have, you know, I had friends and was there like, cocaine inside the book? There was cocaine. Um, I did lines just right down the spine there. <laughs> Were they college ruled lines? I, I thought it would make me cooler. I think the college ruled um, lines was a good joke, Dave. I just want to say that. <laughs> thank you. It was good. Thank you. I was good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I read a lot and I read a lot of like science fiction and fantasy and that kind of stuff. And so that probably got me nailed to a certain degree or at least categorized as like oh yeah he likes to read he must be <laughs> kill a, him he must he's illiterate he must That's be a nerd um but i don't know yeah it's probably the it's probably the science fiction fantasy stuff i wasn't very good at sports either that probably didn't help really for me it was easy uh, i was the white kid oh okay yeah that does that does uh does tend to draw a line there what was everybody yeah. else Purple? Uh, not white. I could be a racist, Lex. I thought you. Were, I thought you were going to say Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> now I went to. I went to school in uh, South Central LA and uh, Aurora, Colorado, mostly. You know, with a, a small stopover in Vegas for about a year. But yeah, I, I spent most of uh, elementary and, and middle and high school as the white kid. In high school, I made it really bad. Uh, I don't know. I was going through this thing. I was trying to figure out who I was, or I was trying to rebel against. I don't know something, and I got way nerdy about it. Like rebelling against the other three white kids. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I it was it was bad. I was already I was already in a shitty position because I was the fat kid. I was like three hundred pounds in high school. No, and I I decided to grow my hair out, so I had really long hair. Looked like a girl. I looked like a a, a young lesbian. Like I, young I lesbians be, of America. I'm now picturing um, Violet Beauregard when she's <laughs> not too far off. I looked like I should be playing on a softball team. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and I made it even worse because I would—I uh, was in photo class. I was taking photo, and I was really into that. And we'd have to wear these lab coats to class, so I would just oh wear my, my lab coat around school. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that's pretty. Is this how your yearbook photo was taken by any chance? Oh, uh, I'm not in the yearbook. Thank God, because oh, that, that was too establishment for you. There was no photo available. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. I felt like I was—you uh, know—there there is certain like a physical demarcation because I, I was like a chubby kid. Um, and so I think that probably doesn't help your case in some way because it, it makes you an easier target, right? You can't run as fast for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was not, I was not an overweight kid, but I was definitely a very, very unathletic kid. And so I couldn't run fast anyway, but 
you know, partially, partially was the, the way the cutoffs work. Like I was the youngest kid in my class. So all the other guys would develop physically before I did. So like on the baseball team, I was my team's designated bunter because I literally couldn't hit the ball nearly as far as everybody else on the team. So whenever I was a called designated bat, bunter, well, that's, <laughs> I'm saying that's that's how they treated me. It's like whenever I was called to bat, I was always like, Lex, we're going to have you bunt. And I'm like, there's nobody on base. And they said, no, no, we're going to have you bunt because it was pretty much all I could do. And of course, I was always in right field. And if I had an iPhone at the time, which obviously I didn't, uh, I totally would have been using that because the ball never came out to me. I I, uh, I had to do Little League as well. And I have, uh, I believe, uh, let me check my baseball card stats. Uh, I had one career hit in like five years of Little League. <laughs> I was terrible at hitting. I was not bad at fielding. Um, that I, I kind of like that more. I always wanted to play like shortstop. And I think I played a couple games there. I want to pitch too. And they let me pitch like once. And it turned out I was not very good at that. But I ended up in later years becoming a catcher. Um which let me tell you, I have a lot of respect for catchers now because that is hard work, and I definitely could not do that today. I do not have the knees for it. But when you're ten, apparently, right. it's not as big a deal. I feel like you know, for me, the the nerdiness identification it didn't come from. I mean, I, I read some sci-fi, but that wasn't my my thing. Like I liked Hitchhiker's Guide, but I wasn't really into Star Wars or Star Trek, as you know, and hate me for. It. But you know, I was. Oh, it'd be one thing if you weren't into them. You've never seen them. I've seen some of them. <laughs> I mean, you've seen some. Lex, we could, we could, we could categorize. I this. can do two. I've seen two thirds of the Star Trek. Four out of six is not bad. I mean, that's the majority. You saw um, some clips on YouTube. That's right. <laughs> I know that's watch a call me maybe mashup. Yeah, I know the titles like they go at that angle. I remember that part. Uh, But so, you know, I think the thing for me was, you know, I liked I liked school. I liked the part of school where you learn stuff and knew it. And then the teachers would ask questions and I knew the answers. I liked that. I liked knowing the answers. Yeah. And uh, that was not a very clever way to develop a good rep. And I will say in full, full, complete honesty, I believe this with uh, 100 percent of my being. The other problem I had was that in first grade, somebody figured out that my name rhymed with sex. And uh, so they started calling me Sexy Lexi, which at the time was a, a badge of shame. And I think that that got me. I still call you that. Yes. Well, see, so I'm saying in first grade, it was horrible. It was horrible that my name rhymed with sex and it was terrible. And we all had our different ideas of maybe what sex meant. Um, all we knew was that it was terrible. Um, and uh, still true, right? At least when I'm involved. But no, so it was, it was. I mean, it was just this big moniker of shame. And then in junior high school, I couldn't get anybody to call me sexy, Lexi. And believe me, I tried. And uh, but no, I, I really think that well, I got you, that. that you and I had letter. similar similar issues then, because oh, obviously my last name is very easy to turn into an insult. It's pronounced Moran, right? Because it rhymes with foreign. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and I I was an illegal alien. Um. Yeah, well, well, so I got no end of torment for that because it's just, you know, again, something else that just makes you a big target, right? They like, just called you Dan Moron? Like, that was that was as oh, creative yeah. as it got? That was as clever as it got. My favorite incident from that still came from a guy um, in high school who was our, ended up being our class president senior year, who was Romanian. And one day we're sitting in a class and he looked at me and then he suddenly just went, Dan Moron! <laughs> and my friend Jason, true to, you know, for being a good friend, looks at him and goes, you just figured that out? <laughs> like, we're like 18. Um, My last name is Whiskus. I still, to this day, I will get people who will look at me and say, hey, did you know that that's a brand of cat food? <laughs> like, fucking, I'm 31 years old. I never and knew I've that. I've never heard. That's the best, right? Like, I've never heard that before. That's so clever. See, when My you, friend Nick, he had the he had the best one. It was like a year ago. He Again, like years after he met me, he finally came up with a good one. This is the only good one I've heard in a very long time. His was, if you're not Whiskus, you're against us. That's not bad. Oh. That's not, I like that's that one. A, it's catchy. 
That should be your motto. The thing that I get now with my name is I meet people and they go, oh, like Lex Luthor. And you're like, I don't know who that is. What I know, what I, what I always say is that is really, I, I always, you know, just go for the total dick. I never heard that before kind of response. And then they realize the shame of their ways and never speak to me again because I've been rude to them in our first meeting. Uh, and then, then my other stock answers when they say, because they inevitably say, is Lex short for anything? I like to say, yes, Lex. That's my. Yeah, that's a good one. What would it like be short it. for? It's actually short for Alexander, believe it or not. I never call you that. I call you lots of other things. That no one calls me. Like, not even my parents call me Alexander. They wanted to name me after an Alexander. In fact, they, were, they didn't even know, they were, if, you know, obviously, they didn't know if they were going to have a boy. So when my older sister was born, her middle name is Alexis to name after uh-huh. the person. And then I came like, wait, now we got another way we can name after the same guy. Well, we've all got, we've got, the, we've all got the short names. Dave, do people call you David? Is that a family thing? or No. No, no, only, no one? Well, I used to say that only gay men and my mom call me David, but my mom stopped calling me that. <laughs> I thought my, you were going to say your mom turned into a gay man, so it was redundant. <laughs> yeah, I got that from I get that from some family. Like my grandmother used to call me Daniel. Um, the only people who ever called me Danny were gym teachers and a piano teacher. Without fail, gym teachers. You never want to be called Danny. Like you are not a Danny. You are I'm not. not a Danny. I don't identify with that. I feel like it's weird. It's not my name. What's funny is at Macworld, we have so many Dans. We have Dan Frakes, Dan Miller, and Dan Morin. And with Dan Miller and Dan Morin, we've already got two Dan M's. So, uh, and I to, was Dan M growing up all the time because we had tons of Dans, right? Like, so, so to distinguish, we all have to call Dan Morin Dan Mo. Like that's his name. I don't even know how chat. that started. And, but it's, it's, but it's stuck. It's stuck. And so, like, my first, I don't know year of of freelancing for macworld when i was working with dan i just internalized his name as dan mo and i was worried that when i met him in person i was going to call him dan mo which would have been like terrible but luckily i, I didn't that did not happen i broke the habit i would have gone with demo i like demo better but that apparently you know you can't pick your own nickname so <laughs> well you uh you assigned uh panzerino his nickname I did. I did assign panzerino his nickname um we were all calling him pansy and you said no he should be panzer i know i got him out of that i think i think he still owes me some stuff bottle of something we'll have him pay it forward someday i'll come to him for a favor that's matthew panzerino of the next web for listeners not in the know for me the the revelation part of it eventually came i think when i moved to middle school like or i guess when i went in it was junior high school and then like it was a seven eight and then when i went to eighth grade they also added the sixth graders they moved them all from the elementary school so i went to both a junior high school and a middle school which is kind of weird um, but I fell in with like a group of people who all had very similar nerdy interests to mine. And that was the point at which I realized that this was like a subculture. <laughs> um, or like, you know, there were, there were there other others that like me. Yeah. Well, it was, it was nice because it turned out like that ended up being a very good sort of social support system because there were so many of us, you know, like our friend group, you know, there must have been like 20, 25 people like through extended friends, like friends of friends and all that. And so we were fairly well insulated and we kind of, for the most part, like went under the radar, like because we weren't like the super smart kids and we weren't the jocks and we weren't like the artsy kids for the most part. And so I felt like we didn't, for the most part, get too harassed in high school. We kind of like because we had our own little clique. And we managed to, like, you know, insulate ourselves to a certain degree. You were the cool nerds. I mean, I don't know about cool, but, like, we were the nerds that, like, just didn't, nobody really bothered with us because we kind of, we were very uh, inoffensive. Like, I feel like there's, <laughs> unless you live in, like, a movie high school, there does come a point, not that the kids are great, but where 
you know, there aren't actually football jocks trying to shove you into lockers or something, even if you are the nerdy ones. Like, everybody's sort of, even if you don't get along, you don't have to go out of your way to actively hate each other. At least that's how it happened in my high school. No, it was definitely like that for me. Oh, yeah? Definitely. Yeah, there all sorts of verbal abuse. Again, I mean, I was the fat kid, long hair, lesbian <laughs> softball player, lab coat. Lab coat. It's the lab coat that gets me every time. <laughs> it's the lab coat that really ties it all together. Well, it gets worse. At the time, I was uh, I was just discovering music, and I'd gotten really, really into Nirvana, and I'd seen this video where Kurt Cobain had worn one of those uh, pine tree air fresheners around his neck oh, as a God. joke. <laughs> so sometimes I'd do that. <laughs> There must be photographs from this era, and I will find. Yeah, them. that's it was it was bad. But at least you always you always smelled good. <laughs> yeah, I did smell good. That's true. People would be like around the corner, like, mm, is that is that evergreen? Is that is that vanilla aroma? It's, it's cinnamon. You know, I I'm feeling like I can pinpoint the easiest way that one could look back on my youth without ever having known me directly and identify that I truly was a nerdy guy. I was. I wanted to go to sleepaway summer camp. Mostly because, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but, you know, the, the rule in my home growing up was we were only allowed to date Jewish girls. And there was pretty much, you know, eight Jewish people in my entire high school, half of whom were boys and another one of whom was me. I was also a boy. And there, it was slim pickings. But I figured if I were at summer camp. Should have come to my school. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so you go to, is it, this is Jew camp, right? Well, it wasn't Jew camp, but the oh. point was it was away from my parents. So their rules were less effective. Plus, I could swear. And that was good. Uh, shit. And so I, um, I, I, my mom's like, well, what kind of summer camp do you want to go to? And I'm like, well, I want to go to a summer camp where I can do the three things I'm really passionate about, mom. And those were in no particular order. I want to go to a camp where I can learn about magic tricks, movie making, and computer programming. And so my mom went to like a camp travel agent. This was before the internet, Dave. <laughs> camp um, travel agent. That is a career that does not exist anymore, probably. And she's like, here's what he wants to do. He wants to do magic and video and computer programming. And she's like, oh, I got one. So I went to this camp that was at the time called New England Experience, even though it was no longer in New England. And then it moved to Pennsylvania. Uh, or It moved to various places in Pennsylvania. But um, I mean, clearly those were three very nerdy pursuits. And eventually I was the guy who ran the video program, you know, teaching kids to make movies and we would edit. We even had computer software on a really old Mac uh, uh, Performa. I don't remember the number, like 6400 or something, um, where it could control a tape deck with an IR blaster and it was horrible. But um, the the... You know, I felt like that camp made me very nerdy, and so I wouldn't talk about it when I was back at school. Like, I didn't tell people what I was going to that camp for. But still, I was not the nerdiest person at camp. And, Dan, you're going to have to forgive me, but that's because I was not involved in the the RPG department. (laughs) Well, see, I went to a camp similarly. There was a camp at the other high school or other junior high school in our town that I think I went to for, I don't know, four years, three or four years, um, where it was kind of set up a little bit like a college. They had, like, classes, mm-hmm. and you could do things like archery, but also, like, there was, like, a computer lab and video production and all those things, and you can sort of pick and choose what you want to do. And so I did a bunch, like Lex, I did a, I think I did computer programming. I did one where you just played video games. I did, like, creative <laughs> writing. Um, and then I did uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Um because I think I'm trying to remember when I first heard about it, but I think I had a I had a giant like box set of it from when I was, I don't know, maybe 10 or something. And I knew one of my my cousin's husband played and I knew he did. And I got really like kind of interested in it. And so I tried to draft a bunch of my relatives to play with me. And I I only vaguely remember, but I don't think that went very well. Like, I think they all lost interest after about an hour because only I had the patience. I'd read the entire book. I kind of want to um, beat you up right now. Yeah, that's all right. I understand. <laughs> Dave, have you ever done role-playing games? 
No, I never got into that. I'm not the right kind of nerd. I don't know what it is. The whole role-playing game, uh, like Lord of the Rings thing, like I, I, it just doesn't appeal to me. I fell asleep in the middle of every Lord of the Rings movie, and those are the only movies I've ever fallen asleep during in a movie theater. I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> that does not surprise anybody. I just I don't do the fantasy thing. And you know, so I did, you know, I knew the <laughs> the guy who ran the RPG program at this camp was uh, a midget. And he also <laughs> had very, he had strange leg problems as part of his, you know, midgetism. That's the technical term. And as part of it, he was also older. Making friends all over the place. Than typical counselors. You know, he was in but his... you're a tall guy, Lex. Was he a midget or was he just like... <laughs> he, was, average average height. he was a midget. But he was in his mid-30s. And, you know, most counselors were 18, 19, 20. So it was weird that he was there. He was a weird dude anyway. And part of his contract called for him to have a... Uh, an endless supply of Diet Coke that would be provided to him all summer long by the camp directors. So they would literally buy cases for him each week. But he, you know, he would always beg me, Lex, you got to come to the RPG room one time, you know, sign up. You know, it was like, like the Instagram, you know, we had majors and minors or whatever. And he's like, you know, come, come for a, a day or two. So I played this, this role-playing game that was, I can't remember exactly what it was called. Maybe Dan will know, but it was like Monsters and Mayhem. I feel like it was two M words. Oh, Yeah. Um, um uh, that sounds familiar but you know where you got I, I thought it was cool because instead of being like some weird i don't know spell casting wizard i got to be a freaking monster and so i liked that part of it but i i don't know maybe it was the camp element of it that made it so weird to me but i just i felt like the is it the gm what do you the who's the yeah, guy yeah the, the game DM. master i felt like the gm had too much freedom and that was where all the fun was because they sort of got to decide how everything happened and uh, I didn't like that. I like to be in charge, so I stopped doing it. That's you know, I take it back. I did have one uh, Dungeons & Dragons experience, and it was a friend of mine. In uh, college, you needed the money? <laughs> yeah. I was experimenting. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a friend of mine was running a game, and he invited me, and uh, I, I roll my character, whatever the hell you say. Uh, I, I threw dice a lot, and they gave me numbers. I have no idea what they meant. <laughs> and we're playing, and I'm kind of getting into it. I'm kind of like, okay, this could be fun. I could see how people could like this. But every time I would say, okay, well, I'm going to do this, he decided he would just fuck with me because I was new. <laughs> like, oh, well, you do that, but you didn't know that this was happening, and now you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like the, that's like the worst way to get introduced to that because – yeah, there are people out there who are. As, can I? I can swear on this, right? You can, of course, you can. Yeah, there are assholes out there who are just really like you know get off on the power trip. You ask permission to say assholes? I did. I don't. You know, I don't. I'm on a lot of podcasts where I'm not allowed to swear, so I have to check and be sure. It's called unprofessional. Say whatever the fuck you want. Motherfucking assholes who Good, right. really just get off on the power trips and really want to like screw with people. And <laughs> there's a whole thing. Well, there's a whole thing with nerdery where there is a certain amount of like insular. Like, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't want to let other people in. Yeah, it's like um, in and this it, nerd think, rodeo thing. Right. And well, it all comes out. It comes from probably from being picked on so much. Right. That you are like protective then and you don't you want the chance to pick on somebody else who is lower down the food chain. So that's kind of one of the worst things about nerds. And I mean, I feel like I got away without too much of, you know, like I feel like I found a good enough support system in high school that that didn't happen as much but i'm sure it did i'm sure there were people that we picked on even within our group in fact i know there were i feel bad now i have to apologize to some people you make a good point i think that there's also this thing that you when you're when you're the smart kid or one of the smart kids and you get picked on for everything else maybe including that you get told that you're smart a lot and after a while you you attach to it yeah. and you feel like you need to be the smartest guy in the room yeah, yeah that's you self-identify yeah there's totally oh that's totally a thing like i mean i know lots of people who i feel like in life are are attributed some sort of characteristic and 
try as they might, eventually they get to a point where they just reinforce it, right? Because that's how everybody expects them to behave. Um, so yeah, I think that's a huge part of that. But as an adult, I've sort of rebelled against the nerd thing. I, I mean, my later twenties and now into my early thirties, I, uh, I try to be a uh, not computer guy anymore, but like designer guy. And I've got this thing going. I'm, I'm so, I'm still trying to be cool, but in a different way. And now when, when I'm with a group of like developer friends and somebody will identify the group of us as nerd, it's everything I got not to say, whoa, 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 not me. Right. I'm a cool, I'm a cool guy. I just draw pictures, man. See, I got I went in the opposite direction. I went in the total polar opposite direction, which is just embrace it um, and be, you know, like, hey, that's just that's who I am. It's what I do. I'm coming around. You know, it's it's funny because Dan is on, as he was referencing, he's on the Incomparable podcast of a lot, Jason Snell's, I think, nerd-focused and nerd-staffed sure. podcast. And uh, I, I have been on that podcast a couple of times, a handful of times, but I, I feel like I don't qualify. So I feel like it's possible I'm actually... At least in the way that, that Dan and Jason define it frequently, not uh, a nerd. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is I'm not I'm not interested in saying someone is a nerd and someone isn't a nerd. I think there's different like directions to go with nerdery. I mean, and honestly, the, the person to call for this is, is my best friend who did a Ph.D. in communications and wrote his thesis on like nerd culture. And so we dial him up. Yeah, we could just bring him in. No, I think he'll probably get really cranky. Mm. Um but there is, I mean, for me, I think that there's a lot of people who are nerds about different things. Like in certain, to a certain extent, I think you can classify sports fans as nerds, right? Like they're really into sports. And like, I don't understand that. Especially baseball nerds. My dad is a baseball nerd. My dad is a huge baseball nerd. And like, I like baseball, but not to the extent like, you know, he's the guy who can like pull batting averages out of his head, knows like Hall of Fame records and goes to every like he he shares in a season ticket for the Red Sox and goes and scores all the games. And, you know, that's his thing. I have to tell you, I am still hung up on a couple of minutes back now when Dave says something about a nerd rodeo, and I'm just imagining <laughs> how that would be totally awesome, and I'm just picturing it. You know, first, maybe you ride a, the nerds or the yes, nerds ride other No, things. I think it's got to be you ride the nerds, and they have to try to get, get the, you <laughs> off of them. So it's like probably the nerd can't even support your body. So if you're like – I'm imagining it's a football player, right? So the nerd is just on the floor, <laughs> and there's a, a jock sitting on top of him, and he's – the nerd's got to get up to win. And I feel like that would totally mm. be – Pay for did that not happen? <laughs> like, did you not, not, did you not experience means. that in high school? But did they call it a rodeo? I feel like no. I think probably not. Is good. They don't call not. it a rodeo. No, nerd rodeo is. Uh, I don't. I don't know if if it happens all over the place. But when you're when you're giving a, a talk at a conference or if you're up giving like a doing a training session or something, there's always the one guy in the room who's got to raise his hand and say, "Well, actually." And come up with the, the one edge case where you're sort of kind of wrong. And he's got to be a fucking dick about it. Let me tell you, this is my favorite example of that. Because you just hit up. I was literally just w- very recently at a movie screening in Manhattan. And the, it's, it was, we were, the screening happened in a David Letterman studio, the Ed Sullivan Theater. And the guy who wrote it and directed it is hosting a, a Q&A with Michael Ian Black afterwards. And Michael Ian Black Doesn't wasn't in the movie. The Yes, Michael Ian Black wasn't in the movie, but he was friends with all the people who made the movie, so he was there. And they're talking about this one scene where it's like, well, you know, that's the scene where the one guy wanted to give the other guy the script. And, you know, we didn't know how to shoot it. Like, is he happy when he finally takes the script, or is he not so happy because the guy wasn't that enthusiastic about taking his script? And then this guy from the audience calls out, wasn't it actually a DVD in the envelope? Uh, Which was totally irrelevant to the conversation. And then the guy, they're like, who said that? And the guy stands up and is this, you know, I mean, I, I hate to stereotype, but it's this hugely fat guy with an enormous beard mm. and like 
just I, I, it was like it was central casting esque sort of thing. I just couldn't, but it. I feel like it's exactly the kind of guy you were just talking about, Dave. So well, I thought. Of and, it. And, and my rule of thumb is that if a sentence begins with the word "actually," I'm just going to ignore the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. Um, I, I think the interesting thing about that, to a certain extent, is you know, there's an element of nerd that implies like social ineptitude, right? And I think it's tricky. Like you know, there are a lot of people. I think if well, we might all be classified as nerds to some degree. I think you'd have a lot of people who would meet us and just think, well, you know, they just seem like a fairly normal person, right? Because then you don't have that sort of social stigma attached to it where it's like, you know, I can talk to people. I go to conferences. I give talks. I schmooze with people and stuff like that. I have nerdy interests, but I wouldn't necessarily like come across immediately. As right. I feel like sometimes like I'm passing. Like I'm passing as a non-nerd. <laughs> I think that it's it's become uh, like, like the comic book movies are really popular right now. And it's no longer right. nerdy to use a computer. Everybody has a computer. Everybody right. has a smartphone. So all these things that were nerdy, that it's not nerd. I mean, there, there's a huge gradient to it. And everybody is going to be nerdy about something. Well, and all the biggest blockbusters have always been like science fiction movies, right? Like Star Wars, even things later like Armageddon, Men in Black. True. You know, like all these huge blockbusters are almost always science fiction based because. And you I think know, even superhero movies qualify, right? Which yeah, are absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Comic book movies, totally. Yeah, I think that that we're getting past the point where we can. I, well, I mean, there's that self identification thing. We want to feel like we belong to something, and maybe there's the underdog philosophy of. If if I'm part of the group that's being uh, like outcast, that that makes me feel like uh, I've got some kind of entitlement to something. I don't know. And I feel like as far as computers go now, it's people. It's it's ner- you know people who many people know how to use a computer now because you have to, or you're kind of laughably incompetent. Not just not a nerd, but lame and pathetic in some other way. But I feel like now the way people, in terms of computer stuff, define nerdery isn't this guy knows how to use a computer, but it's like this guy isn't constantly in fear of breaking his computer. Or this guy doesn't, you know, click around. <laughs> well, the the guy, you're the guy who everybody else calls when right. they can't figure if out. If you're how that to guy, do then you're the nerd. Exactly. Pretty soon right. it's going to be all of like the nerds are going to be those of us who still use actual computers instead of like iPads and smartphones. <laughs> Well, you see this thing where the, the, the nerds want to categorize nerds. And there's like, well, there's oh, yeah. the difference oh, between yeah. geeks and nerds, and the geeks are the people who we're into. No, shut up. It's all the same thing. If you're worried about the difference, then, then you're, you're a nerd. On the <laughs> you've seen, you've seen yeah. the Venn diagram, right? Where it's yes. geek, nerd, and dork, and then in the middle is like people who care about the difference between geek <laughs> and nerd. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'd rather just like the things that I like and go on with my life. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, and that's, I think, a perfectly healthy philosophy and something that could be identified as nerdy or not. But it does, I don't think it really matters that much. You know, uh, speaking of things that I like. Besides me. There's this app I want to talk to you guys about. Talk to me. Uh, Lex, Dan, have you guys heard of Hewless? I have, yes. I have, yeah. The, this thing's actually pretty cool. And, you know, normally we just do the the read for the sponsors, but this is, uh, I, I really do like this app. It's, uh, it's, it's a, a camera app, but it only does black and white. Is it broken? I mentioned, it's pretty nerdy. Yeah, I mentioned earlier I was a, I was a photo, uh, photo student in high school, and like this is I love doing black and white shots. So to have a camera that does exactly this, and I can see it in like, real time in the preview, with, it's all black and white. Let me and ask take, you really quick. Do you put on yeah. a lab coat when you take pictures with you? <laughs> and, uh, and the pine-scented <laughs> necklace. Yeah. I'm going to call Keep it Keep that around just for that. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing, they're doing a, they've submitted a big update for iOS 6. It's going to have some cool stuff. Uh, they're going to do presets, so all of your... Uh, your custom film types with your your uh, camera configurations, you're able to save them so that while you're shooting, you can just tap the thing and get back what you want. Uh, contrast balance slider, dynamic alignment grids, uh, changed color filter sliding, 
uh, and doing uh, Facebook uploading and Instagram, Twitter, email export, all that good stuff. And I think it already does like Instagram, Twitter, and email, and now they're adding the Facebook stuff, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, this it's exactly what you want from a camera. If you're the kind of if you're the kind of photo nerd like I am that you want to play with black and white and you love like that that old Ansel Adams style thing, that's this is a great piece of software. And you know what? It's and I I absolutely mean this legitimately. When you look at Instagram, especially Instagram's early adoption period, people would say, "Hey, I can make any photo look good by putting a filter on it. Hey, now it has a fancy filter, so now it's a good camera or now it's a good photo." And that's become less true as it's become so cliche, but. Black and white is, you know, it's not a fad. It's not a passing fad of, hey, let me put a toy camera effect on this picture. It's like black and white is a thing and it's an accepted yeah. thing. And it really does make shitty photos look good. <laughs> and you've got it. You've got the black and white in real time. So you're seeing the preview in black and white. You're, you're making it in black and white. It's part of the creation process. Right. And black and white is always going to look classy. It's always going to look cool. And it's a good cookie. That's true. It's a delicious cookie. It's a delicious cookie. I want cookies now. <laughs> <laughs> I want Hewless now. Yeah, they gave us this thing to to test it out, and the truth is, I I would happily pay for it. Love this thing. And Dave would, actually I, hates taking apps for free, so my guess is he's going to try to find a way to pay them for it. I would I would happily have Dave pay for my copy. <laughs> there we go. There you go. You can buy Dan a gift certificate to get Hewless at the app store. I'm going to send him an iTunes card right now. There you go. Nice. So I was a photo nerd in in high school, and I was a music nerd uh, in high school and after high school, and I've I've been a music nerd most of my life. I became a computer nerd right around that time, sci-fi nerd. There's there's things that I like and there's things that I don't like, and I try not to get too hung up on the culture of it. I mean, I've I've been to Comic Con a couple of times. I loved it, had a great time, but I find myself surrounded by people who aren't quite my people, and there's always that <laughs> sense of. I might be a nerd or I might be into these things, but there, there's it's it's not all one term that you can just apply to everything and have it work. Well, yeah, it's not monolithic. I mean, there's there's different, as we were talking about before, there's different elements to it. And I agree, like, you know, I think you both, you guys are both sort of music nerds. And I had several friends in high school who were also really into music. And, and for me, I like music. And I know, like like Lex, I'm a, I've long been a big fan of They Might Be Giants, but I... I'm not a music nerd about it. Like I don't like going to concerts that much and I don't like really know enough about it to feel like I can talk intelligently. So I, I have a, I have a hard time when stuff, you know, I've skipped out on a couple of, uh, we've done some incomparable episodes about music and Alex was on, I think, both are all of the ones we did. Yeah, the Jonathan Colton one and the They Might Be Giants one. And I, and I was on neither of them, despite those are two of the like musical groups that I sort of know the best. Even within music nerd, there's there's not one umbrella. Lex is a nerd music nerd. I'm I'm an indie rock nerd. It right. could be anything. And what's you know what's so funny is you know, Dan was saying he doesn't like going to concerts. I really like going to concerts for artists I like. I have no interest in concerts for artists I'm only you know neutral on. But like you know if I if you go to a Jonathan Colton concert or a They Might Be Giants concert or a Weird Al Yankovic concert, I feel like and I what scares me the most is maybe everybody there feels this way, but I feel like I'm the only non-total nerd in this room right now. <laughs> Yeah, everybody yeah. else in this. Look at these people. I look at these people, and I, I literally every time, and it's, it's. I try. It's, it speaks to how much I like these artists that I don't. And I should say actually that the effect is the most minimal with Colton, which I think is interesting in its own right. But yeah, you know, I just feel like you. The music I like enough that you can let it fall to the wayside. But man, some of the people at these Amy Giants concerts are just like, they're. I mean. Literally, I feel like they would bring a Lord of the Rings DVD and ask John Flansburg <laughs> to sign it using his role playing game character's name. Like it's, it's. I feel like they they wow. epitomize all of nerdiness, and it's it's uncomfortable. 
And even even as a non music uh, nerd, music nerd, uh, I'm a huge Colton fan. He played here. He's been in Denver a couple of times. The first time he was here, I was in the bathroom at the at the place. And there's only one. I guess there's no bathroom back in the backstage area. So he had to go into the bathroom with all the like regular people. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the bathroom. I'm washing my hands, and it's fairly crowded in there. And uh, well, as I'm walking over to wash my hands, Colton walks in. He goes up to the urinal, and the guy next to him just looks over and <laughs> stares at him the whole time he's taking a drink. Just stares at him. That is strangely enough. I don't think the not the first story I've heard about Jonathan <laughs> Colton in the bathroom. Well, I go over and I, I'm washing my hands, and then Colton walks over and he's he's washing his hands, and I, I kind of give him this look like I'm sorry, man. Like we're we're not all that guy, and I just kind of shrug at him, and he just kind of nods solemnly. Then uh, a year or two later, he came back and he was playing in Denver. And I wound up uh, getting a seat that was right by the the little curtain where you, you come out from backstage to come out into the main area, like if you want to go around everybody. So I'm sitting there, and he, he pops his head out, and he's looking around, and he sees me, and I guess he recognizes me. And he goes, hey, where was that bathroom? <laughs> I give him directions. That's good. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I met him once. Um, I've seen him uh, several times at the uh, Penny Arcade Expo, mm. um, both in Seattle and in Boston, which I went to a few times with my friends. Um, and yeah, he's got this very, he's got a clearly a really devoted following, which is, which is nice to see, you know, it's like a nerd makes good. I tried yeah. and failed to get him as a guest for a Macworld Expo. That's, we should see if we can get him on this try. show. We should. You probably do. I mean, you know, you know, I think, I think you guys probably like me have some people who are like friends of friends who, who know him fairly well. He's already been on a podcast with me, although not at the same time. That's, mm. it was very sad for you. Poor Lex. Poor sexy Lexi. <laughs> See, now they call it to me again. Friedman wins. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like, I mean, there's a lot of elements of nerdery. And I think that the best part about nerdery is like the kind of the part where you don't necessarily give a shit about what everybody else does or does not like. You just kind of do your own thing. I'm the kind of nerd where when people add or to the end of a word like nerd, it drives me crazy. I'm sorry. Actually, nerdery. <laughs> <laughs> it was a DVD inside the album. <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's. I do a lot of plenty of stuff that is considered highly nerdy. Oh, I definitely and think you're the nerdiest guy on this podcast. Today. That's probably true. And I, you know what? I don't care. I'm I'm too old to care now. I think that's great. <laughs> I've hit that point where it's like, you know what? I enjoy playing games, uh, video games, and like board games, role playing games. I enjoy watching sci fi movies, reading sci fi books, writing sci fi books. Um, but you know, I I'm not. I don't really care what anybody else thinks about it anymore. I'm just too tired. I'm over it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just be you. We love you for you. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. 